Welcome back to Throne Hands. It's me. It's Jarrett. Jarrett, I think we had a pretty good card. Absolutely. It was so much fun to watch. Great way to cap off a Saturday night. I got to finish the fights on Sunday then, watch the last two. Um, I loved it. It was uh, turned out awesome. Even with the troubles that I had going in with uh, Brunson backing out and then Hebus backing out. Um, I forget if it's Hebus or Cortez. Cortez. Day. But I said we hop right into it. Yep. Uh, Darren Elkins, Jonathan Pierce. Um, that this was an interesting fight. Um, Jonathan Pierce is legit. Um, he's really good. I mean, this was his yeah. first fight in the promotion, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, good on him for uh, making the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. That was just that was a whooping. An absolute whooping and I didn't know going into this both of them were wrestlers uh they said on the um I forget which one said it but they said Elkins was a state champ from Indiana and then Pierce has the sick tattoo on his pec there yeah the mat yeah I really like that yeah I mean actually I made a mistake Jonathan Pierce was not uh did not make his debut that was uh What's his face? Um, oh, I can't remember his name, but it was not Jonathan Pierce. He's beaten up. Mach one, I mean, Francis Marshall. Shout out to him. He beat the brakes off Rojo. Fantastic performance by him. But yeah, Jonathan Pierce. He's on a three fight. He's on a three fight win streak. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's won four of his last five. Well, six fights rather. So the du- the Duke can ball. He can ball. Um, but Darren Elkins. This dude's been around for ages. Um, the the, the damage took some damage. <laughs> yeah, big time. I mean, I was just, I don't know how he didn't go down, didn't get a stoppage, but he just covered in blood, covered mm-hmm. in blood. It was, it was awesome to watch, but, you know, you got to feel bad for him. A fight like that takes takes a lot out of you. Yeah, but, especially um, at um, late 30s, which fight. he's in. That's, that's, that's tough. Yeah. Um. Michael Johnson versus Mark DeCasey. Um, it was a solid fight. Johnson uh, Johnson eked out the decision. He was surprised by it. I thought it could have gone either way. Um, I mean, I you know, there's not too much to talk about. It was, it was a pretty relatively normal fight. But I think Michael Johnson, Bobby Green's the matchup to make. I like that. I like that. Yeah, um, Johnson, yeah, you said – that was a clip that was getting passed around a lot off of the fight was their reaction after the call. And, um, you know, DeCasey seemed a little a little upset or stunned, and Johnson just didn't really give a, too much of a reaction. But it was a close one. But then once you go to the scorecard and stuff, that Johnson did definitely slip it by just using his how, how long he's been around. It's It's crazy how these guys are around in the UFC for this long and then 
still were able to go out and perform like this against these young guys. It's just, it's real impressive. Yeah. Impressive stuff. So good fight. Um, the case does a lot of potential. Um, he didn't, Michael Johnson really stuffed the takedowns. I think you mentioned in the last episode that DeCasey had 19 total takedowns within yeah. his last two yeah, fights or yeah. something like that. 26 minutes of control, and he didn't, yeah. didn't, get, any. didn't get any of it. So good performance by uh, what's his fate? Uh, Michael Johnson there. Um, Scott Holtzman literally just got released. I saw the tweet about five minutes before we uh, – what was it? Uh, started recording, but uh, Clay Guida defeated him by uh, – unanimous uh split decision rather clay guida landing four takedowns um i mean these two guys are older it was kind of what i expected but nevertheless it was an okay fight and yeah. it was okay <laughs> yeah i mean didn't do much but i mean guida just he has a gas tank man i mean even after the fight he was running around wasn't really celebrating but you know i mean he was running around bouncing around just looked like he could have fought another round it was... yeah guida's nuts he, yeah. he's nuts but i love him yeah um angela hill emily ducote angela hill showed out and yeah. i i couldn't be more happy for her and yeah. you know ducote's tough what ducote has to work on is just unloading a little bit she, yeah. she's too picker shots in my opinion she picks shots a little too much she just looked like tense and blocked off like just too picky with what she's throwing it's and hill went out and out outstruck her like completely handled it It yeah 190 to 76 um yeah there's you're not gonna win a fight if you if you don't throw nearly if if someone throws 190 strikes land his odds are they're winning the fight um but Dank. I'm so happy for Angel Hill. Let's, let's, let's look at the rankings of the straw weights. Um, uh, this is a tough one. She's got she's fought like wins. everyone. Yeah, she's got two good wins in a row, though. Um, but yeah, she's finally putting together a little little streak. Lupi Godinez, Emily Ducote. she's Janjidoba, Lemos. Torres, uh, she's fought everyone in that division. Um, I guess she's gonna have to make another lap. <laughs> yeah. Dang, good for her, man. All right, this was a fun fight. Um, Nico Price versus Philly Rowe. Uh, Nico Price, you know, I think he had about just over a year off. He had a suspension of some sort, but Philly Rowe came in two and a half pounds over the limit. Come on, man. Um, yeah. but. He he was losing the fight, but you know, uh, as Randy from South Park said, "I ain't hear no bell." And um, <laughs> he he got the TKO with about a minute and a half to spare and left in the third round. Got to give it to him, man. He really um, he toughed that one out. He toughed that one out. And Nico, if Nico Price hadn't had that ring rust, and people who say, "Oh, it's not real," it's real. Stop it. Yeah. Um, but I think um. You know, he gassed out a little bit. And Philly Rowe took advantage, but I mean, if Philly Rowe wants to stay in the division, he has to make weight. I, I don't, I, you know, I'm never, I'm not a professional fighter. I never will be, but you just got to make weight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, I don't like 
you never know what people are going on through a cut and like having cut so much in the past it's everyone cuts weight differently and everyone's body adapts differently like you just sometimes you got to bite the bullet and run for a couple hours before weigh-ins you know what I mean like but you never know what he's going through stuff like that but I agree with you I don't see I don't see how anyone can miss weight you have so much time you have a whole camp it's not like you're not working out you don't have any circumstances like that go to go to the gym put a suit on and get the weight off you know what I mean you have the time yeah but can't disagree there all right honestly both of the both of them kind of looked a little gas come yeah they did i was i mean both of them i was like when i was watching it was just which one of them is going to go down first it was just they were they were swanging and banging at the end very disorganizedly but bro my boy got it done he knocked him out but Kyle Dox's chin looked non-existent in this way. He was getting knocked down with everything that landed on the chin. It was maybe he had a tough cut, but dang, Eric Anders showed out and he he put on a clinic. That's all I'm gonna say. Dawkins did the he kept pulling guard, right? He kept doing the um oh, what was the the last fight from 281 that was doing? Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, he was he kept doing that. That was getting under my skin a lot, but I can't stand that, but Anders absolutely rocked him. Absolutely rocked him. I mean, that fight could have stopped after. Um, I mean, it says he recorded one knockdown, but I think that's wrong. He recorded three at, at least. Yeah. It was when Kyle Dawkins went to the ground before the ground and pound to finish it. Um, That's when I think... Uh, I think Keith Pearson ref the he he could have stopped it there. He didn't have to stop it, but he really could have stopped it because he was getting knocked down, and that headbutt really, really affected him. I you know, I'm not a quitter, but he he could have pulled a Kevin Holland and said, "Hey, I can't go anymore," which I I, I wouldn't blame him because he was really affected by that. And then, yeah, and what that happened to him two fights ago? He had a headbutt. Yeah, he headbutt. Kevin Holland back October of last year, I I believe. And then he also just got uh, knocked out by Roma Delize. So <laughs> he's, he's had a rough go of it as of late, but he, he'll be cornering his brother, Chris next week. But let's take a look at the rankings of middleweight. No, we'll take a look at that in a minute. Um, After this one, dude, Roma deletes that I thought Jack, I think I said Jack Manson by submission. And I don't think people would necessarily say, oh, you're an idiot. But what Roma deletes did with that sweep and then putting him in a calf slicer to keep him to the ground. I, I've never seen anything like that, bro. I've, I've never seen that. Oh, I didn't even know what I'm not going to act like I knew what that was. Like when I saw that, I was like, how, how the hell did he set that up? Like I did not see that coming at all. That was, it was awesome. It was awesome, but I thought that was so sick. (laughs) Yeah, I thought Delizze was going to put him away on his feet, and then Hermanson. I mean, until that, if that that's the total strikes, that'll count the ground and pound. If you take away the ground and pound punches, Hermanson was controlling him 
pretty yeah. much like he was he roughed him up first round. Like Delize looked like he was a little frozen there. Like he wasn't gonna show up. And I was like, dang, you know, like this is gonna be a tough one that I think Hermanson's gonna squeak by, maybe do a decision, maybe finish in late in the fight. And then as soon as it got to the ground, I was like, oh man, like if Hermanson tries to take it to the ground again, like it could be it could be really bad. Yeah, Delizia can grapple, man. All right. He's he's really good. He's so good. Um, all right. So let's take a look at the rankings. Excuse me. Uh I think Chris Curtis is fighting soon. Yeah, he's fighting Joaquin Buckley coming up this weekend. Um, Duplessis and Till fight. Um, Gaslam and uh Imamo fight. Oh man, there's a lot of fights going on in this division. Jeez. Almost the whole top 15 is booked up outside of uh uh Marvin Vittori and Paulo Costa, honestly. Well, no, Paulo Costa's fight. Jeez. Yeah. Wow, they're almost all booked up. That's awesome. But um we we could probably go into who's fighting who next week uh from this card because there's no point with, with Till and uh Duplessis fighting. So yeah. uh but uh Till versus Duplessis is gonna be awesome. Du- it's gonna be a tough one for Till. All right, dude. Sergey Pavlovich absolutely uh mowed through Tai Tuivasa. I mean we we called it, but I don't think either of us called it to that extent. Like, I did not think it was going to be. That was just as soon as he touched him. As soon I'll as he say this. Shocked, but not surprised. No. That it, like, yeah. he, dude, he's a problem. Like, uh, this, this, we're going to take a look at heavyweight because I feel like that's applicable. Um, Stipe is not going to fight him. There's no way. I think it could be Cyril gone. That's what I, I can like, see happening. Yeah, I like the gun fight. I like but, numbers. Yeah. I mean, Pavlovich shoots straight with his punches. Nothing's looping. Everything's just like calculated. And yeah. it, there's nothing wasted. Ty Duivasa likes to swing and bang, which I understand. Go ahead, swing and bang. But it's not going to get you far against a guy like Sergey Pavlovich. I mean, yeah. that dude, this dude's different, man. He's going to stick around for a long time. He's only 32. Yeah. I mean, hindsight's 2020. It was not the best decision for Ty to fight to take this, you know. Um, it took a lot of damage in that gone fight, and then to fight an absolute tank like Sergey is just – it's rough. I mean, I I wouldn't have been surprised if – Taiwan, but then it's I feel like you felt the energy as soon as they walked in the octagon. I was like, oh man, this is this is bad. Like it was just a completely different look on both of them. But yeah. It was, it was different. Yeah. Shout out to Sergey Pavlovich, man. Great, great performance. Uh Mateus Nicolau, Matt Schnell. Um I forget the method which he I think it was rear naked choke. Uh, oh, he KO'd him. That's right. Um, yeah, Nikolaus really good. I I don't think we can deny that. He's he's really really good. So I don't I have too much to say about this. Not too big of a fan of the flyways. Matt Schnell. I mean, comeback of the year for sure. But Nikolaus looked phenomenal. Yep. Yep. All righty. 
Rob Rayner versus uh uh Rafael dos Anjos. This what I think this went the way I thought. Um cool. no surprises here, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to skill, Rafael dos Anjos still has the ability to compete with the top, but yeah. the chin is really the, the issue with yeah. Dos Anjos. But what what were your thoughts on this, man? I mean, I I had a RDA by decision. I did not see him submitting him, and then he just absolutely controlled. But um, like like we said, um, as soon as if he took him to the mat and kept wrestling him instead of trying to outstrike him, it would have been bad. And then he outstruck him and did the wrestling. Like, uh, or no, he didn't. He didn't outstrike him, but you know he was able to minimize the damage take him down to the mat and then absolutely controlled from there on out um absolute sick showing by rda it was it was awesome to watch i loved it i loved it too um so rda wants mcgregor um i don't see why they don't make that fight to be honest man there's history people want to see it I'm but I think, I think it's a terrible matchup for McGregor. That's why it's not going to happen. Yeah, it is pretty bad, if, especially if with the wrestling. McGregor doesn't put him up. He's getting. Yeah, he's, he's getting, getting Splits Creek. It's not uh, going to be great. Who did who did RDA um pass for minutes in the UFC? Frankie Edgar. That was, yeah, that was pretty cool. Eight hours cool. in the octagon. Wow, that's yeah, that's actually crazy. Um, Congratulations on that. That's yeah, that's huge. Shout out Frankie Hecker. Um all right. This fight was awesome. Um yeah. first round, they were they were swanging and banging, man. Um Kevin Holland broke his hand in the first round, and he really couldn't do much with his right hand after that. And that's when Steven Thompson figured it out and turned it on and got him out of there after the fourth round. Cause Kevin, you know, Kevin shout out to Kevin Holland's corner. Um threw in the towel. And said, "Hey, he's not fighting anymore." Yeah, uh, they clearly care about his fighter, their fighter, but yeah, I, I think what my big takeaway from this is, I think a lot of people like Holland because of the it's not like big, it's like quote unquote antics, you know, the the talking during the fight, stuff like that, you know, and that that's fun to watch and stuff. But the big thing from like a winning perspective is if you're going to talk like that, you got to have a really good poker face. And even the announcers got in on it. Like there was, it was right after the one uh, right at the start of the round, he came in or he went out to the corner and he was like, this, this old dude's really fast. And he came back in and he said something to Thompson, like you better, you, you got to slow down or something like that. Like if you're going to, if you're going to keep talking like that and go out and seriously try and win a fight, it's, you got to keep talking like that the whole whole fight. And it just seemed as they got later and later in the fight, you could just see him start to back off and kind of shut in. Um, For the showmanship, I love that they wanted to keep it on the feet. I mean, it was, uh, to me, it was easily, easily top three fight of the year, if not the fight of the year. But my thing was it just, it kind of seemed a little a little off to me that they just wanted to keep it on the feet. Like it took a little bit of the competitive edge off of it. Cause I feel like if they would have I also like wrestling, so I would like to see him grapple a little bit, but 
I get it was it was a super entertaining flight. I loved every minute of it. Um, Stephen Thompson showed up though. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, seeing what what everyone says. I've heard it a couple of times. Depending on which stance he's in, he has a completely different striking toolbox, you know, and it's that's so so tough to fight. And I mean, he showed it with everything that he threw. It was just landing head kicks, landing that liver kick that put him up against the cage to set up stuff like it, his striking he just did not miss a lot like it was his significant strikes he didn't miss a lot when he was going for it it was it was one of his best performances for sure it, it absolutely was one of his best performances and I, I you know if Kevin Holland truly wanted to win this fight I think there, there was a moment in the first round or the second round well there's multiple moments like this Stephen Thompson fell because of a kick and Holland got on top of him but he just got back up because he wanted to swing and bang, which which I get. That's fun. I, I, I but if you want to win the fight, I think you could have submitted him. He could have yeah. submitted him. He's he's a really good jujitsu practitioner. And so I'm not yeah. taking anything away from Thompson. Uh, he uh, this was one of Stephen Thompson's best performances. There's no question. He looked phenomenal, and he proved that he could still strike with the best of them. I mean, hook kicks, wheel kicks, spinning back kicks. I. This was a true showcase of his talent. But Kevin Holland, man, uh, if he had just grappled, I really do think he could have won this fight. And he could have found I, himself in the top 10. I, I absolutely agree. And I think that's what – I don't want to say legitimacy because I, I don't want to say, like, it's it's a rigged fight. Like, they, they were, were close friends, and, like, it, it just looked a little off to me. Like, it just – it took away from how good of a fight it was because – like you said, and even if they wanted to do that for the fans, which I think they obviously did, they wanted to put on a show. But like at that point, Kevin Holland could have grappled him there at the end, possibly gotten a submission or squeaked out a decision and could have just said, like, listen, I broke my hand. Like I knew since the second round that I broke my hand, like I had to grapple my main power source for winning this fight and putting it away is obsolete. Like at that point, you have to take your own health into consideration and take it to the mat and grapple him. Like, yeah. But but we got to talk about Kevin Holland's chin for a second, bro. Oh my gosh, this dude yeah. took so many powerful strikes from Thompson, head kicks, yeah. straights. I, I've, I mean, he he's in the granite chin category with Marvin. You know, Marvin Vittori's in a whole another stratosphere with. Kevin Gastelum, um, I mean, Colby Covington has a good chin, although he's been, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he got knocked out by Usman, well, TKO'd by Usman, but um, there's a couple others I can't think of right now, but he's in the, he's in the, he's in the granite chin category. Uh, Vittoria has the best chin. You can't deny that. Um, but let's take a look at the rankings, man. Um, so you got Steven Thompson, uh in eight and sixth in the rankings um at 39 years old mind you um i don't know who he fights next jorge oh. i'd love to see that yeah that's that's uh, a good uh, that's that's the matchup to make i like that one and then you got uh kevin hall and he broke his right hand like it was a balloon it'll be obsolete he just commented he just commented on one of the UFC's post today that he wanted to like as a joke he wanted to fight this one guy who had backed out or something. It was on uh it was on this weekend's card. 
Oh, yeah. You know, let's talk about it. I think you're talking about Robbie Lawler having to pull out. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, the, the Ponce Nibia is <laughs> looking for a new fight. Yo, I, I, I hate to be that guy, but Robbie Lawler should just hang it up, man. Yeah. He, he's not going to get anywhere. I hate to say it, but... um. TJ Dillashaw retired. Hey. Yes, he wow. did. Um, wow. uh, Ariel Hawani tweeted like, you know, he had shoulder surgery. And then um, doctor was like, yo, it might take another surgery after the surgery. And I think he just decided to uh, hang it up. Uh, good for him, though. Um, that takes a lot. Um, but he he's notified uh, the promotion, according to uh, Damon Damon Martin of MMA fighting, but yeah, shout out to TJ. Um, Zhang Weili anticipates a fight with Valentin Shevchenko. Okay, shoot, I'm game. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to mention, I can't think of it. Um, oh, Holtzman retired, he wasn't cut. That's my bad. Oh, yeah, one championship's coming to uh, the United States. Uh, it's headlined by Marice versus Johnson three. So it'll be in Denver, Colorado. So that's some fun stuff, man. Um, one's fun to watch. If you didn't catch it this weekend, it was, uh, Ooh, that's what we got to talk about. Renier de Ritter got, uh, demolished. I can't remember his name, but he got knocked out. I remember people were talking about Renier de Ritter. Uh, like um, he was a set. He 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 could fight with anybody, but if he doesn't work on striking, he's not fighting with. Oh, Anatoly Mal Malakin. Gosh, that's a Russian. That's a tough Russian name to uh pronounce. But bro, it's it's good stuff, man. I'm excited for uh uh what is it um what's coming up this this weekend? We'll talk about it Thursday, I'm sure. But banger pay per view. Do you have anything to say about that before we sign off? It's uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the fights there. There, um, they're having some struggles, but I'll, I'm excited to see how the card is finalized. I'm excited to have another show with you, man. Looking yeah, forward and, to the end of the week, get yeah. through some finals and watch some MMA this weekend. For sure. And there's one more thing. Um, oh, uh, they I think they have a main event for Brazil, but uh, it just hasn't been announced yet. Uh, my thought is Nunes. Uh, is finding somebody or it's Shevchenko and T- Tyler Santos too. That's my guess. Uh, but I don't know who Nunes would fight. Um, no one's really proven themselves. Yeah. Oh, oh, just had a thought. It's pretty genius. Um, Shevchenko Nunes three, headlining Brazil. Please, please yeah. let that be the case. Yeah, I I hope that's the case because. That would be great. That would be great. I swear, if it's Pena Nunes three, I'm gonna be angry. I'm gonna be angry because there's no no there's no reason for that fight. No reason for that fight. Um, but yeah, man, you got anything else to add before we sign off here? Uh, I think I'm good. Looking forward to the uh, predictions at the end of the week. For sure, man. All right, so that'll do it for this episode of Throwing Hands. Tune in on Friday for our preview of uh, UFC 282, uh, Blahovich versus Uncle Live. Peace out, y'all.